Thank you everyone for joining. And uh, this morning, we're gonna look at one particular encounter that uh, Jesus had with um, a rich young man. And the passage that I want to look at uh, this morning is from Matthew chapter 19, uh, verse 16 onwards. It's a very short passage. And uh, I would request that uh, each of us, like uh, Sam has just prayed, that we listen to the Lord's voice and see what he's saying uh, to us personally, instead of uh, trying to learn something uh, intellectual or getting new insights uh, into what the Bible is saying, but more as to what the Lord himself is trying to say to us. So I'm just going to read this uh, short passage. There's uh, six verses, seven verses. And uh, then we look at uh, how it, uh, you know, what it's saying and possibly what it's saying to us. That's really the purpose of today's exercise. So uh, Matthew chapter 19, we're reading from verse 16 and we'll go all the way down to verse 22. So it says, and behold, a man came up to him saying, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear with false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these I have kept, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now, it's very interesting that this young man came to somebody who he recognized as a good teacher. He did not recognize him as the Lord of the universe, as the Savior, as the Messiah. Okay? And that's possibly why there is a little bit of a disconnect between what he thinks and what Jesus thinks. First question he asked is, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And here, uh, remember, this man is uh, young. He's well off. And uh, he's collected a lot of uh, possessions, as we read. Uh, so he's assuming that as long as he can do some good deed, he can also buy eternal life. The second thing I notice here is that uh, he's interested in getting. He's already got a lot. He wants to get one more thing, eternal life. Okay? And uh, it was important enough to him to get eternal life that he came to this teacher who he had heard about. And uh, he realized that possibly this teacher, Jesus, could guide him in this quest for eternal life. And Jesus pointed him back to the scriptures. And he said, you go keep the commandments. Okay, that's fair enough. And he was a good Jew. And uh, so he asks, okay. Uh, oh, by the way, Jesus also pointed him to the Father. He says, there's only one good. So if you want to do good deeds, Come to the father, but that was implied. So this guy misses that point and he says, Okay, what are the good deeds I have to do? 
and Jesus lists a series of commandments. Okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. And the guy looks at him and says, yeah, I've uh, pretty much been doing all this. As far as the law, the Mosaic law was concerned from the Old Testament, the commandments that God had given, he thought that he was keeping all of them and he was keeping them to the teeth. But if we look at the commandments that uh, Jesus quoted to him, they're not all 10 commandments. There are only six. The other four, Jesus did not quote. Okay, and uh, we'll try and understand why Jesus may have left those out. So each one of these six commands related to our relationship with our fellow human beings. Okay, so this man, could do good deeds. Remember, he came to Jesus, what good deed must I do? And so in that context, Jesus tells him, your relationship with your fellow human beings has to be like this, as per the command of Moses. And he says, good, um, uh, bring it all on, you know, perfect. So having said that, the next question this man asks is, what do I still lack? He recognized that keeping these commands that Jesus had said was not enough. And then Jesus says, go, sell everything that you have, give it away and follow me. Now, this was new for him. Okay, He had never thought of going and uh, selling his possessions and giving away. Okay, That was the last thing that was on his mind because all his life he had been collecting stuff. And uh, if you read in other passages in this gospel, we find that uh, people who were financially well off were known to be blessed by God. That was a normal assumption that if you're blessed by God, you will have financial wealth. And for this guy, this was very counterintuitive. If I go give away everything, then uh, I'm no longer blessed. So, but Remember, Jesus had missed out the other four commandments. And this is where those four commands come in. It relates to those four. And what are those four? To love the Lord your God. To have no other idols, no other gods. Trust the Lord to provide. Don't work on the Sabbath day. Okay? So all these things somehow had skipped this man's mind. And then he went away sorrowful cost was too high. Okay. He somehow did not recognize that everything that he had, all the possessions that he had collected or inherited, we don't know, uh, were actually a gift from God. And so giving back to God was not actually going to be a problem for him. And he would, as uh, what Jesus told him, uh, get eternal life. So, uh, I just want to pause here and look and compare with uh, today's rich people, especially the very rich, okay, and there are hundreds of them we know probably about. And there's a big uh, push among the rich uh, all over the world to be involved in philanthropy of some sort, okay, to do good, uh, to give money. And uh, because they're rich, because they're diligent, because they've achieved so much with so much effort, they're very careful where they give their money. 
and how that money is used and so on. Okay. But if you look at the command that Jesus gave him, go, sell, give to the poor and come follow me. There was no mention of how the money that this rich man gave was to be administered. He says, just go sell the stuff, give it away and follow me. The focus was not on how his money would be used. The focus was on him getting rid of it. Okay? That was what was holding him. It wasn't that he was holding the money. He realized that the money is more important to me than eternal life. So that's the background story. And I just want us to uh, do two things. Okay? Now, there are two people involved in this story, right? Uh, as we know, one is Jesus. And the other is the rich young man. And I would like us very briefly to put ourselves in the shoes of uh, the rich young man first and uh, maybe in the feet of Jesus in terms of the message that Jesus is giving. Now, we're not saying we're going to become Jesus okay, or we're going to become the rich man. But just to visualize what their perspective is. Okay, So let's say I try and identify with this uh, uh, rich young man. Okay? And uh, if I look, and we can all look, okay, each of us probably, we have health, we have wealth, and we may have youth. Okay? So we're good. As far as the world is concerned, people look up to us. We have respect. Maybe we have status in society, okay? and so on. Um, and uh, we may be doing good deeds. Okay, we may be, you know, giving and uh, not uh, committing adultery, we don't steal, we don't murder, uh, we don't lie, we are, uh, you know, very uh, careful to look after our parents, our father and mother, okay, and we generally look out for our neighbors, okay, so if there's anything, you know, that, that's what we expect as Christians, we are supposed to do good deeds. We're supposed to live respectable lives. We're supposed to not do wrong things and sin explicitly and so on. And uh, most of us probably, we attend church regularly. We also give to the Lord, okay? uh, give regularly in the church. And yet, this is exactly what this rich man was doing. So we can identify with him and we have to realize that something is missing. This man realized something was lacking. He says, what do I still like? And uh, then we come to uh, the second part, which is what Jesus said. So what is Jesus' perspective on this uh, in our own personal lives? Okay? And as we start our day today uh, and the week today, we can just uh, come to Jesus and say, Lord, is there something that you are saying to me? Do you want me to live this week? A little bit different from what I did last week. Okay, so let's hear what he says. First thing Jesus does, and we need to understand, is that he's saying to us, Deepak or Bastion or Sam and each one of us, he's saying, I have loved you. I have loved you with everything that I have. Okay, now with hindsight, we know that Jesus came. He left heaven, he came, and he gave himself, and so on, right? The whole story. But the second part of the message is, I have loved you, now I want you to love me back. And love me back with everything that you have. Don't hold back. In Exodus, 
uh, we read, uh, it says, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, right? At the beginning of the commandments, you shall have no other gods before me. And gods, we understand, can be anything that detracts from our relationship and our commitment to the Father God. And he says, you shall not serve them. Now, as CBMC members, we have jobs to do. We have businesses to handle. Okay, And we have money we're responsible for and we're stewards. But in the Matthew, uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. You either love one and hate the other or love the other and hate the first. Okay. So, and this was exactly the choice that this rich man had. And this is the choice that we have to make today. The question that we should be asking ourselves is, will we go away sorrowful? Will we go away sorrowful? Uh, as Christians, we've heard this story before. We've heard messages from the church. Okay. And uh, so we don't really, we're not so sensitized to explicit uh, commands like this. Okay, The rich man probably heard this message for the first time and he did make, made his decision right there and then and he went to his sorrowful. It was clear, I am not willing to give up my wealth. I'm not willing to sell and come and follow you. It's too much of a change. Uh, but if you've been in the Lord for any length of time, okay, you've heard all this before. And uh, we tend to not think about it anymore. We postpone our decision. And that's actually even more dangerous than what this rich man did. Because uh, we're fooling ourselves and we don't even know it. God is not fooled. He knows that when we say we're going to postpone our decision, uh, that decision is already made. And the decision happens to be the same as what the rich man made. So... Uh, and therefore, we need to just step back. What decision have I really made? And uh, somewhere else, Jesus said, uh, Matthew, uh, okay, pretty much all of the Gospels, that uh, you, if anyone would come after me, he must carry his cross. He must carry his cross. And carrying a cross is not something that is thrust on us. It's a choice. We choose to carry a cross, or we choose not to carry that cross. The other risk that I see um, Christians, and especially people in uh, the marketplace uh, have, is that we don't even hear Jesus. We don't even hear the message that the rich man heard. Because we're too busy. We're not listening. The rich man took time came up to Jesus on his own. He bowed down before him. He called him good teacher and he listened. My request and my prayer to the Lord is that he too will listen. He's waiting. Jesus is waiting. He's patient. Uh, and uh, just one thing before we uh, you know, close is that we have to remember Jesus has given us everything we have, including the talent that we have to make money is given by him. And secondly, not only is it give, has he given us all these things, he keeps giving day by day. He keeps giving every day, new, 
every day more than we need every day so generously okay uh, and uh, you can count you know in my family we have a ritual almost when we get together with our children uh, every so often we we'll sit down and we'll go round robin okay each one says one blessing uh, that they have received and we just count our blessings one 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 and we keep going round and round and while the others are uh, saying their blessing each the, uh, the rest of us you know we think of what other blessing i have received so when our turn comes we'll say that until the next round and the next round and after about 7 8 rounds uh, we all run out okay and we stop okay it's good but uh, actually if we were to think deeply we wouldn't stop our health situations incidents in life uh, the money we have the people who come the status the respect everything that we have today even friendship are given by god and they continue to be given by god so that's uh, jesus's perspective uh, on the rich young man and what he would say to us individually now i want to just uh, take one small uh, detour here because uh, i'm speaking uh, to cbmc members right and uh, we have all made a commitment at some stage that we will live as ambassadors for christ we will live the way jesus wants us to live and we will give our life for the kingdom so if we made that decision that okay i am going to not be possessed by my possessions but i am going to give them to the lord then the next question and i think it's a logical question is what about our colleagues those who may not know jesus can they identify with this rich young man and uh, i think uh, without thinking too hard we can say blindly yes they are like us that's why they are our colleagues and if we can identify with the rich young man they can probably identify with him too they have health wealth respect they probably good they probably generous giving and therefore the message that jesus would give to our friends should be the same as the message that he's giving to us okay so he'll say i have loved you i want you to love me back and don't hold back two things i loved you i want you to love me back and don't hold back and then they have to make the same choice that the rich man had to make the same choice that we have made um so somehow that message has to reach our friends and our colleagues right the same message for the rich young man the same message for us the same message for unbelieving non christian maybe from different culture people okay the message is the same the next question obviously is how can that message reach them and uh, i uh, just thought through it and i noted a few points myself and the first thing for from our point of view if i am going to be the instrument in god's hand to take that message then i have to make my own choice and each of us has to make our own choice the choice that the rich man had and we just heard about we have to make secondly that choice somehow has to be made manifest 
our friends and our colleagues uh, and our business partners have to be able to see in our life and even in our conduct. Okay? Uh, they have to see that we are different and somehow we made a choice to live differently. Uh, we read that Jesus loved the rich young man. And our colleagues also probably need to see, not probably, they actually do need to see, that uh, we love them like Jesus loves us. Okay? That's a tough call. We have to love our colleagues the way Jesus loved us. Once they see that, once they see our conduct, once they know that we really care for them, that's when we earn the right to speak to them and to talk about it and to say, here is the message. Here is the opportunity for you coming to the kingdom of God. And uh, remember, uh, when you came to the Lord and when you go away from the Lord, Jesus waits patiently for you. He's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting. Same way, He's waiting for them. Same way he's thinking, you know, okay, when is this man or this woman going to make their decision? And we have an opportunity. We are, you know, uh, in that uh, position to influence them. Okay. So that's uh, what I believe the Lord would have us think through at this time. And uh, I pray that uh, God will give you opportunities that first you will be able to re renew the decision if you've already made it, follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And if you haven't made that decision, that, uh, that you will be able to make that decision uh, today or this week. And that uh, eventually you will see fruit coming uh, into the kingdom of God in terms of your friends and colleagues. So let me just look at uh, where we are in uh, Serenity. Uh, Prayer requests uh, that we have. Chat box, okay. Right, Bastion, I see your statement. Uh, heavy rains and floods in Tamil Nadu, okay. Um, yeah, and businesses, especially for our CBM systems, yes, definitely. Let's uh, just take a couple of minutes and uh, pray uh, and give thanks to the Lord. Father in heaven, we rejoice because you are a good God. And Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you that you have not given up on us. You did not give up on that rich man. And Lord, you're waiting for us to renew our vows. You're waiting for us to be consistent in our walk with you. And we pray this morning, Lord, that you would give us opportunities to live the kind of life that you want us to live in the marketplace, among our friends, among our colleagues, among our business partners, among our bosses. And Lord, you want to draw them to yourself. I pray this morning, Lord, that each person who's on this call would be a faithful witness for you, that they would be able to love the way you have loved us. And finally, Lord, I pray that you would give that we would see in our day people coming to faith, people getting new life, people getting new purpose in their lives, new focus, transformation, Lord. And along the way, Lord, 
that whatever transformation we have seen, that would be deepened and strengthened. And we would be transformed more and more until we reflect your glory in our faces more clearly. Lord, as uh, my brother has asked, Lord, we want to pray that you would protect your people in Tamil Nadu, Lord. The floods and the rains, Lord. Father, that you would take care. And there are, this is something, Lord, that's beyond, uh, that's not beyond you, it's beyond us. But uh, we bring that need to you. I'm not sure, Lord, who is being affected in what way. But this is obviously something that we have to keep in mind. And we bring it before you at this time. Also, Lord, uh, each one on this call, uh, CBMC members, other CBMC friends, Lord, we pray for our businesses. I pray, Lord, that you would give success, that you would give abundance, that you would give joy and peace and an ability, Lord, to stand against ungodly pressures. That your people, members of PBNC, will stand tall. They would stand confident. That they would not have to be ashamed because they follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your precious name, that mighty name that you've given us that we know we can use. With you we can stand and pray. Amen.